podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I am joined by a deflated panel, I'd say. I'm going to go around and introduce the lads regardless. Uh, Stevie, thank you for joining us, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> it's always my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's work on our I see a little shade in there, but we're going to ignore I'm that. Glad, I'm glad you noticed. Uh, you've got to work on our time boxes. That's your uh, New Year's resolution going forward, yeah? Got it, man. Uh, Aka, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I've been better. You can probably hear I'm a bit deflated. Yeah, yeah you're not alone, bro. You're not alone. We'll, we'll get into it. Michael, how's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm going to launch a campaign this pod, so... I think you can tell from the guy behind me, but like, we got we got a lot to speak on. We got a lot to speak. The Arsenal Wenger campaign. You, you mentioned it to me. I I couldn't quite get my head around it, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And obviously, I've saved you for last, not not for any reason that you'd be surprised at uh, the face of the twenty one and twenty one campaign. Um, Timmy, how you doing, bro? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! <laughs> How you doing, bro? Good, yeah. So before we start, just want to give our listeners a reminder just to sign up to the Discord community. Uh, for those of you who followed the Twitter account, you would have seen uh, the clips that we've been posting 
uh, on the account. Yeah, it, it really pops off in there. It's always good to have you guys in there joining in the conversation, listening to the chat, and the community just continues to grow. Uh, we've currently got the most Discorders on the platform, so it only makes sense for us to continue our reign. Uh, secondly, our Patreon put out quite a few uh, decent Patreon pieces in the last couple of weeks. So we had the Marshall Court of Agenda. I'm sure his name will be coming up today at some point. Uh, I did a top uh, 30 episode with Alex Baz and Rob Bruce a couple of weeks ago as well. Uh, and we're, we're going to continue to push out the content. Uh, another player who's going to be discussed today will have a uh, Court of Agenda coming up very soon. See, with the main man being out injured, Pogba Watch, you guys are... Uh, We'll have to give me and Seb uh, a few weeks because we're starving for content at the moment. Um, uh, finally, subscribe to the YouTube. If you're watching this now and you're not subscribed, subscribe, click like. Guys, leave a comment. You're watching the videos, that's great. Give us some comments. Give us something to work with. I like I like a conversation, a back and forth, you know. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, let's get into it. Um, <sighs> yesterday, disappointing, disappointing. 1-1 draw with uh, West Brom. I'll start with you, Timmy. Um, what were your thoughts on the lineup, uh, and what were your thoughts on the performance? <clears throat> um, lineup-wise, kind of what I expected. I, I think Greenwood's been in a, um, a good run of form. I thought it'd be nice to let him continue. The only thing that he's doing wrong, really, is not um, finding the back of the net. But um, he's had um, three games, his last three starts, and he's played really well. Um, so yeah, I'd have liked to see him instead of Martial because. What happens when Martial and Cavani both play is that you know Cavani has to go up front because he can't play anywhere else along the front three. And if Cavani's playing up front, it means that Martial and Rashford are going to um, switch roles and Martial's going to play on the left because he can't play off the right very well. And that kind of like takes um, a lot away from Rashford in the sense that his best position for me is off the left. So we get Marcus Rashford's best output when he's playing on the left wing. So when I saw the lineup, I mean, like I said, I was gutted about Greenwood, but um, away at bottom of the league, well, second bottom of the league, still should be getting three points. Although, in my head, I was a little bit sceptical, but you know them them just passing thoughts, and I was just thinking like, nah, come on, man, it's West Brom. Like, we, shouldn't be, um, we shouldn't be losing to them with or without Pogba. Obviously, Pogba, a big miss that... Um, that annoyed me, but we move. McTom and Fred in the middle. Like I don't know what Donny van der Beek needs to do to get a start, man. Like, I really don't know what a man's got to do to get a start. Um, Pog was now out injured, and you still can't find um, space for him. You still persist with Fred and McTominay, even with their def- deficiencies with regards to keeping possession. Um, both are just really bad, man. So that annoyed me, but then you you got Bruno. You think okay, we might get something out of Bruno. So I looked at the lineup. I didn't really think too much of it. Like I said, aside from the Greenwood thing, we should be put. We could be putting out a half first team, half second team, and we should still be beating West Brom. So I still expect us to get the job done. To be honest with you. But I can't hear no one. Oh, oh shit! That's cool. Um, Michael, uh, what yeah. Obviously, the game started. Uh, we've conceded what I feel like was a poor goal. Uh, Post game, Harry Maguire. I'm not going to call him the skipper. Harry Maguire has come out to say that uh, we should have got a foul for that. 
And what were your thoughts on that first goal that we conceded? It's a poor goal to concede, man. Like, you, how are you conceding in the first two minutes? Like, these men had five days to prepare for this game. Five days. Like, what are you, what are you guys preparing? What are you guys discussing? What videos are you watching? You know Big Sam. He's been doing it. He's done it in Bolton in the naughty. So you know his game plan. He's got to pump the ball into the box. So be ready for that. That's what, I thought that was Maguire's game. The whole point is that he was big, he was good at hole, good at Leicester because balls come in the box, he gets his head on it, he clears it out. But clearly, uh, the Yang, I think the, the West Brom striker, was too strong for him. And we're lucky it was only one goal because he, he sort of overpowered him and he should have scored a chance. And he had, I think he had another chance. He probably could have scored three goals. We're lucky that he's not as good as a striker as other teams have. And we would have lost the game. We probably should have lost the game. I, I, I finished watching that game thinking, right, if West Brom had a better striker, we would have lost the game. And that's 180 minutes, because uh, yesterday away from home and at home to them, we've stank. And it's unforgivable. I don't, how are you playing West Brom and you're struggling to score goals? I, I don't know. I don't know. And Harry Maguire to come out after the game to be making them excuses. Unbelievable. Imagine Roy Keane after a game where you play poorly, begging ref for penalties. Nah, he's... He's, he's never been the skipper, but there's even more reasons to take it off him now. Agreed, agreed. Um, Stevie, uh, we went 1-1 uh, with a lovely finish from Bruno Fernandes, as, as he usually does. At that point, uh, were you expecting us to take the game in the second half, or, or, or what, what were your thoughts going forward? And what were your thoughts yeah, you're, you're bloody right, I expected us to <laughs> <laughs> To go and get the three points. Come on, man. It's West Brom. They are 13 points away from safety. Do you know how mad that is? Like, that team is trash. As um, Timmy said, we should have put out a second string team and we should have been able to win. But um, today I'm going to have to stick it a bit on Akka because I was listening a couple of weeks back and um, you, made a a very good point in that um, you were saying when we play, no one actually knows where the goal is coming from. It's just like, boom, surprise, and it appears. And it kind of felt like that in the second half as well. Like, even though we were attacking, even though we had more possession, I never really felt that we were showing clear signs of winning that game. Yeah, we, were, we had more possession and, and more, more um, attacking moments, but, but did we say, could we say we'd done enough to win the game? I think West Brom... Um, should have even packed some of the chances away they had in the end. So we were even lucky to get away with a draw. But it just comes back to the point where we don't have um, attacking phases of play. It's just Bruno and Inshallah. And it's not actually sustainable for us in the future. And I don't know what Oli and the coaches have to do, but we need some sort of plan B because it's all good and well. It's not the worst tactic expecting like your top players to come up trumps and pull out surprises all the time, but we can't rely on it every single game. We need some method to the madness. Listen, I've been saying that for the last few weeks. I feel like you've definitely, you and Aka, who um, have definitely been kind of um, singing that song of, listen, the results are coming in, so let the, let the good times roll. No, nah, that's um, going to be an Aka, not, not, not me and Aka. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, as you've said, let the good times roll. Um, your your favourite midfield pairing, McTominay and Fred, uh, were out in full force uh, yesterday. What were your thoughts on their performance? Um, 
I don't like Fred. It's not my preferred pairing. It's the pairing that I've accepted because I just know they're going to play every game. Um, I disagree with Timmy because I think the team selection was very poor. We should have rotated. We should have brought Van der Beek in for Fred because if you look at West Brom after the first five minutes, they were literally sitting back, allowing us to have the ball. So there's no need to have McTominay and Fred. McTominay and Van der Beek would have sufficed. I don't get why he's playing Martial and then having to put Rashford out on the right. He's then, you know, he's playing people out of position to accommodate an out-of-form striker at the end of the day. And Mason's playing well. And Mason probably had one of our better chances. The issue for me was I thought we were just very, very slow, off the pace, like Michael touched upon it. You've got you've got time um, to prepare for this game. You know what West Brom's game is. You know what Big Sam's about. And we just didn't prepare, do, do our homework. I think Bay should have played ahead of Lindelof, just for the mere fact that it's going to be an aerial bombardment. And Maguire's got to take more responsibility as well. Like It was just a very deflating, poor performance. Um, yeah, just, I mean, we really missed Pogba. For me, for me, Pogba's got to play for us to drive us, drive us up the field. Because um, Bruno has to come a lot deeper if Pogba's not playing. And if Bruno's coming deeper, we're not going to score or make as many goals as we normally do. So, yeah, team selection is really poor. I think this one's with Ole. As, and the players were just not at the races, which is not good enough. I thought it was, I was going to say, I thought it was actually one of those games where we could actually play Van der Beek and give him some confidence because we've got Sociedad in the week as well and it could have been a chance to get him playing two matches, 180 minutes. Yeah. Um, Sociedad. Oh, okay, cool. That was a funny uh, pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Sociedad in the week, so <laughs> it, it just would have been an opportunity to get him a quick run of games and quick succession. Pogba's obviously injured and a way to build up his confidence. And I've been disappointed as much as the next man in terms of what he's shown. But if he had played against Everton, played a, a more significant part um, against West Brom, played against Sociedad, and then maybe played against Sociedad next week, it would have given him some like strong minutes and maybe would have seen more confidence for him and, and more attack and play for him. But now he came on 75 minutes, didn't have a chance to do much and we haven't taken the points and it's just going to be another knock on his already very low confidence. Agreed. Um, I think Disu's mentioned it in our chat um, and it seems like from Oli's perspective, it's either Bruno or Van der Beek um, and he doesn't play them together and I think... Uh, you, you've been pretty critical of him, Stevie, over the last few weeks, understanding. Mm. Um, the way he tries to play is not how we play. So he wants the very short linking up with players, getting into half spaces, people finding in between the lines. When the people that you're trying to get you the ball are McTominay and um, Fred, it's not going to get there. Even Bruno, it's not going to get there. So when he does play, he gets lost. Um, it would have been nice to see Matic just put him in there for some control. And I would have minded about McTominay plus a Bruno. Um, but you guys know how I feel about Fred. He He's not good. He doesn't really bring anything to the team for me. Doesn't bring any control. Doesn't create chances. Doesn't protect the back line. Uh, he presses all right and wins the ball back sometimes. But a lot of the times, guys just go past him. And it, it exposes our back line. So, um, all that being said, it was West, it was West Brom. Um, I want to talk about uh, a couple of players. Uh, I hate bringing him up because he's, he's done really well this, this season, um, or he's done well this season, should I say. Uh, Marcus Rashford. Obviously, he's mm. been put out on the right-hand side to accommodate Martial. Don't agree with uh, don't agree with doing that. Um, you want to put your best players in their best position. It's bound for Martial to play on the right and prove that he deserves 
a, a starting berth up top. Um, what are your thoughts on him the last the last few weeks? Because I think it's uh, one goal in ten Premier League games, and that goal was in the nine nil against Southampton. Yeah, I um, I think we've been critical of of Martial, and so it's only fair that like when Rashford's not playing well, we we use the same judgment and critique him as well. I think one of the problems I have with with both of them, but Rashford in particular, is he tends to have hot streaks and then he'll go long stretches where he's out of form and then he'll have hot streaks again. And I just think for both of those players, Martial and Rashford, it's getting to the point where we need you lot to deliver consistently over a long stretch, the majority of the season almost, because... Um, he's he's been well below his best, and granted, he has been playing on the right, and that that doesn't help. But there there comes a point where you can't make excuses for for his performances, and I don't think playing out right is um, is enough of an excuse. So he needs to come back into form for us because right now we're literally reliant on Bruno for output, and that can't be the way that the club is run, man. Um, I understand. Um, I'll play. I'll play devil's advocate here, and this is this is the discussion I was having with Acker and Sebi on last week's pod. Don't you feel the way we play doesn't really lead to any consistency from attack attackers? Because when him and Bruno were kind of doing their double act, I didn't think that was anything particularly to do with the system that Oli had put them in. I just thought it was individual players doing well in individual situations, and this has always been my issue. If that's how you go about every single game and you're not putting these guys in the best position to execute, um, eventually it's going to regress to its mean. So you're going to have periods where he outperforms and everything he does is coming off, and that leads to wins. But then you're also going to have periods where things aren't coming off. And now we're more critical because the things he was doing before and the wins that it was leading to are no longer happening. Um, don't think we should be relying just on two players to get us results. So again, the finger does go on Marshall, Cavani, just running around. He would literally just running around on, on Sunday. Um, he usually gets himself at least one chance. The only opportunity I remember was when, I think maybe 20 minutes in, somebody played it to him in the box and he scuffs it. He misses it, which he, he loves to do. Yeah. Yeah, he, he loves to, he loves to um, um, do that. But um, what are your thoughts on Rash, uh, Timmy, and, and this difficult period he's going through? Um... I mean, he's not been at his best, but it's not it's not a thing where I'm worried about his form. Um, <clears throat> he's always doing his best to make things happen. He's um, getting on the ball a lot. He's running at his man. He's he's trying. The one thing about Rashford, and um, I've mentioned it in group chats, I've mentioned it in other conversations with people. One thing with, with Rashford is his decision-making is my only problem when it comes down to Rashford. I think everything else he's top. I think he's been playing very well this season. Like I said, I'm not um I'm not super um concerned about his form. I just think his decision making needs um needs refining. He um makes a lot of mistakes in, in in important moments in the game or split moments in the game where he might take an extra dribble when he should pass or take an extra dribble when he should shoot or shoot from somewhere that he shouldn't be shooting from. Other than that, like he's he's our most lively player every single game. He probably gets on the ball the most out of everyone in every single game, bar maybe a Bruno, um, attacking wise that is anyway. And he's always looking to make things happen. 
it's not it's not working for him at the moment because, like I said, his decision making isn't the best. But other than that, I'm happy with what I see from Rashford. I'm really happy with what I see from Rashford, and he's making he's making big steps to improve. I can see a distinct difference from the Rashford of um, last season and and the season before. And you know the 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 switch hasn't flipped flipped yet, but once it does, like we've got a potential top three player in the league. In our team, once that um, switch flicks, then I've, I've got no worries about him. I think people are just looking for a reason to get on his back. Oh, Rashford's got one in ten, and I'll address that, right? And I'll address, <laughs> and I'll address that right? because men are men are talking men are talking about Rashford's got one in ten, but listen, he's not he's not our forward. Like that's not that's not his. He shouldn't be carrying carrying us with goals. Your wide forward is going to go through a patch like this. It's up to your striker, whoever he may be, be it Cavani, be it uh, Martial, it's up to the striker to then carry your wide forwards in this in this time of in in this time of need. And if you and if you can't do that, then it's more so on the striker than it is on than it is on the um the wide forward. Because no one's looking at Greenwood's numbers and saying, no, Greenwood's only got one Premier League goal this season. He's playing out wide as well. Like Yeah, yeah I think Obviously, that's understandable. Greenwood's nineteen, um, but I agree with you. I think um, we all believe in Greenwood on this pod. We're all big fans of him. Uh, we expect him to, to take that um, take that uh, number nine shirt and kind of kind of run with it for the next decade or so. Um, but the fact is, he's he's not given us enough goals. Martial's not given us enough goals, and Cavani's chipping in where he can. And I think that's where the issue comes for me, where you're relied on. Like the thing about Bruno's goals are. Like you can't even quantify them. Like they're mad. Fin- they're either penalties or they're mad finishes out of nowhere. And it's like, like, like you, I said last week. Like you mentioned, Stevie. Like the goal he got against West Brom, brilliant goal. Where the hell did that come from? And what the hell did he do for the rest of the match? Nothing. That's not football. That is not football. Um, and you can't knock Bruno for that, to be honest with you, because if nothing else is going on. He just has to get it how he lives. You understand what I'm saying? If there's not nothing else is happening. They have no instructions from the manager like, this is what I want you to do with the ball. When you get it in these particular areas, I want you to look there, I want you to look there, I want you guys to connect this way, I want you guys to build overload, Bruno, I want you to make this run, etc. Then when they get it, they're just going to freestyle. And we know that Bruno's a high-risk, high-reward player, so you can't really knock him, especially if your strikers, your other attackers aren't really doing anything else to make you think, oh, Bruno, why didn't you give it to Martial? Or Bruno, why didn't you give it to Greenwood? Or why didn't you give it to Cavani? Because they're showing that they're not really doing anything. Like, Martial, I hate talking about him so much because it's boring at this point. Um, but he's just out there doing nothing. Nothing. I, um, I think that's is it, even more of a reason for them to play together yesterday, Bruno and Van der Beek. Because with Bruno, you know, and I feel like Van der Beek knows it as well, like when he plays in place of Bruno, he knows that if he doesn't bag an assist or a goal and we need one, he's coming off for Bruno. So it's probably working into his head even more, where I thought yesterday was a chance where he could have actually played and played this safe game because we have Bruno on the pitch trying to force their agenda and then uh, Van der Beek would have just been able to keep it ticking with possession. I don't know why Solskjaer is so insistent on the two not being able to play together. Yeah, he probably had a better DM. And then he could forego one of the DMs and just play them with both. As yeah. two eights. That's it's what probably... I think. Against West Brom, come on, man. I can't well, even that's... name you their two central midfielders. 
That's what it should be. But that's what it should be. But he loves this quartet, and we need to break up mm. that band of Maguire, what was it, Zac Efron, Fred, Matt Tom, them four together. <laughs> he needs to break that up. We need to break up this, this band. I swear, I was going to put Simon Cowell as my background, because this is a band, these men together, <laughs> no singles. No singles out. No one streaming their music. Literally, they are so dead. We need to. I can't see them going into next season, or I shouldn't have to see them going to next season. And the four of them was 162 million. And here, every time, what do we say we need? Another centre back, another DM. It's a big problem. And I like to say, huh? We scored. Obviously, we're the top scorers in the league. We scored 50 goals. Admittedly, 15 of those goals came in two games. Mm. We're the top scorers in the league. Obviously, I know we can stick it on. It's so unfortunate that we look, we say Rashid, oh, you've got, only got one in ten. What's going on? When obviously he's been one of our better players. And whilst our attacking needs to improve, because I don't think we have uh, a way of playing, obviously the man behind me can do something about that. But it's our defence, which is the big issue. We've conceded, what, what 31 goals? City have conceded 14 in contrast. And... <laughs> Nearly what fifteen? What's that off the top of my head? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen goals difference. That's that's where we are, and that's where we are. So um, we need, the defense needs to improve as well as we need to find an attacking uh, way of playing. Yeah, the, the defense, the defense makes me sick. That that centre back partnership um, horrifies me. In all honesty, but it wasn't all doom and gloom last guys. So I'm gonna go on to another another topic. Uh, our FA Cup win. So we've um, beaten West Ham 1 0 in extra time. Go- goal from. A goal from Scott McTominay to take us through to the next round of the FA Cup. Um, where we were in a position where for me it was kind of like, um, yeah, FA Cup, don't really mind. Like, whatever happens, happens. We need to focus on the league. Um, I think we need a lift, man, and we just need something tangible to show for Oli's period. Uh, we've drawn uh, Leicester away on the 21st of March. Um, well, firstly, Akka, I want your thoughts on the performance against uh, West Ham. And secondly, your thoughts, um, a couple of pods ago, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really care for the, the Cups, but um, at this point, I, I need us to see, see us do something, man. Um, the game was very hard viewing against West Ham. Really, drab affair goalless for large parts of the game um, really tired performance I thought West Ham grew into the game actually in the second half um, we didn't kill them off in the first half as quickly as we should have so you know we paid the price by going to extra time but at the end of the day it's a cup competition and you want to go through and that's what we've done thanks to McTominay we've got through to progression into the next round um, the cup I think we have, we have to win a trophy this year now because it's been proven once again. Any time this team gets close to winning a trophy or in a title race, they buckle. Since we've gone top of the table, I think we've only won two out of seven. There's a mentality issue now within the team for me and the management, and they need to put that right. And the only way they can put that right is by getting over the line in any competition. So for me, the FA Cup is the most realistic tournament we're going to win this year. I can't see us winning the league now. Europa League, I think there's some very good teams left in. And with what's happening with the neutral venues and the travelling, you know, it's uncertain what's going to happen in Europa. 
So for me, we have to go out and we have to win the FA Cup this year because if we don't, that's four years without a trophy and that's just way too long for a club of United stature, investment. Um, and for, for Man United, it's just not acceptable. And Ole needs to get win a trophy so he's got something to go on going into next year. I'm not going to lie, I, I, I cannot see us winning the FA Cup. Like, we are such bottle jobs. Since Ole's come in, like, the I amount... Can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, sorry, I can't see us winning anything, because like I said, for me now it's concerning, and it dawned on me yesterday, but when the team comes close to any kind of real, real pressure, I'm not talking about top four or getting yeah. Ole, saving Ole from the sack, I'm talking about semi-finals, um, title races, getting... It's the, the way we buckled after Burnley is concerning. I think, you know, that is really, really concerning for me. OK, we're not going to win the league title, but we should have been in a title race. It shouldn't It shouldn't be like this with 14 games to go. We're going to be almost, what, if they win their game in hand, 10 points behind? That's embarrassing. We were, we were top yeah, of the league that game, so... Perennial chokers in that team. Like, we don't really yeah. have... We don't really have winners in that starting um, 11, to be honest. And, and the lack of experience and just, like, composure, like... What is the winner to you? What's the winner to you? Um, yeah, someone Pogba. like yeah, Pogba is probably the only one, isn't it? Pogba is a winner for all his faults and all the criticism he gets. He's the only player that, like I said before on many many pods, when the lights are the brightest, that's when Pogba performs. Whereas for me, people like Lindelof, Maguire, Fred, they'll meander yeah. along. They'll put in they'll put in seven out of ten good performances, but when the lights are the brightest, Maguire's falling over, rolling around. Lindelof's getting bullied. Fred has just been awful this last six weeks. For me, he wasn't that bad yeah. last year, and he was okay. He wasn't great at the start of the year, but he's been awful last six weeks. Um, and this ties in nicely with my McTominay agenda. If there's anyone that's actually played well in the last <laughs> few weeks, yeah, McTominay. McTominay got the mentality. You, you did, did you see the way? Did you, you see the way he did that? You guys might not like McTominay, but you can't tell me that he he's got a better mentality than the other three in the band. No, like, he, he's got a good mentality, but that mentality is not United DNA. We talk about United not, DNA. He is United DNA. Pogba the thing is, is the thing is with our um, yeah with our current personnel and lineup, I think probably Pogba and maybe Fernandez have probably got the best mentality. But up against like someone like City, who you know is a better footballing side than you, I just have I never have any confidence in us in our ability to actually actually win a result because up front I don't think we're clinical enough to take chances when they come and you know you're only going to get a few in those high pressure matches and then defensively I don't trust anybody in that defence to shut out a team either so going both ways I just have no faith in the team when it comes to these pressure cooker moments and um, Oli's he needs to do something to address that like he's done very well with the man management side of things but from a psychological perspective like there's a big gap between people who go to semi-finals all the time and compete in top four versus people who actually pick up trophies. Okay, interesting. So I, I, I've got a thought. Um, mm. and I, I'm going to ask you, Timmy, and then I'll open it up. Mm-hmm. So we talk about um, the whole, you know, mentality of winning. Um, for me, it, it's more of a case of Oli not particularly being a good coach. And by the time he gets to these later stages uh, in the competitions, I won't include last year's Europa League semi because... Um, that was a Marshall, and it, it, actually looking back, there's the start of the Marshall we're seeing now. But looking back to all these semi-finals games that we, we were playing, by that Europa League game, he's getting out coached. Um, so if the issue is mainly us being out coached, 
can we really come away from it and say that the players don't have a winning mentality? I'm doing air quotes here when they're not being put in the best position to win these games. Uh, we can question Marshall's specifically how he did against Sevilla and how he's kind of shown himself this season off the back of a really a good season for himself. But is it fair to hard the other players with that same brush, Timmy? Can't hear you, bro. Looking back on the semi-finals we've been in, um, we've had two against City, and we've had two against... We played Chelsea. Uh, one against Chelsea, one against Chelsea, and one against Sevilla. And of them four games, like, I think only the Sevilla game, I went into thinking we are the better team. That we should be we should be winning that game. Um, so it's easy to talk about um, Oli being out coached. I think um, <clears throat> I think against City as well as he's done against City. I just think that City are better, and I think if you, put, if you bring out a ten out of ten Oli performance and you bring out a ten out of ten Pep performance, then Oli's going to lose more often than more often than not. And I'm not saying that we've we've been lucky in the times we've beaten City because in um, some cases we haven't, but. Um, <clears throat> I think you could you could say that um, mentality in these situations is quite important because City's players are are there every single season. Every season that Pep's been at the team, they've won something. They they I think they've won the League Cup like three years in a row. They've won the FA Cup I think um, twice since he's been there. Or is it once? Whatever they've won it since he's been there. Um, they've won the league twice since he's been there. So these guys know how to win and know what they need to do to win. United have players that have tasted this success. That Rashford has won Europa League. Martial's won Europa League. De Gea's won the league and um, a Europa League. Pogba's won a Champions League. Um, sorry, Pogba's won a World Cup. He's won a Europa League. So we've got players that have tasted success, but they don't taste success or get to this this point with enough consistency with in comparison to a team like um like a Man City. So they just know how to navigate themselves through these moments. And it might be a thing Oli might just need to learn something new. Like I don't think I don't think you can you can solely put it down to a lack of you know like a lack of coaching on Oli's behalf. And I don't even want to defend him but how many managers get to get to get to this um, stage within a year or two years of coaching, and all of a sudden are just the guy? Pep's the only one, right? Who came through the B team and started winning instantly. Other managers, it takes time, and and it's something that you learn. You learn to be a winner. You don't just become a winner unless it's in um, extreme cases like um like a Pep. So. Um, going back to what you were saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't solely put it down to a lack of coaching. I think more so, I think more so the players weren't good enough on the day. And going forward, um, if our best players aren't performing as well as they can, um, like Martial against Sevilla, then it's going to be a lot harder for us to win because already these 11s that we're meeting in the semi-finals don't have deficiencies that we have. It's very rare that you're going to meet a team that we're better than in a semi-final 
or a team that we're um, more well-rounded than in a semi-final. Because at the end of the day, we're still going to have Maguire at centre-back, who doesn't know what he's doing. We're still going to have Fred McTominay in centre-midfield, who don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, it's more of a personnel thing for me, man. Fair enough, fair enough. You make some good points there. So you feel that the current uh, the semi-finals probably as good as it gets. And if we want to go further, um, there needs to be an improvement in personnel. And a bit of an improvement from the coach too, I'd say. Um, you make some good points there in terms of Oli. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so the wheels have fallen off a bit again. Um, where a few weeks ago we were talking about going for a title uh, and I, I, my, I've maintained top four. Um, we now, I feel, are in a top four battle. It's, it's really tight there at the top of the table. Uh, West Ham have just won 2-0, or are winning 2-0, should I say. Uh, so they'll go to fourth, and they'll be on 42 points. But we've got, obviously, City far and away in the lead. They've got 53 points uh, with a game in hand. We're second, 24 games, 46 points. Leicester are third. Um, 24 games, 46 points. West Ham, all things ending, will be 24 games, 42 points. Got Liverpool behind them, um, 24 games, 40 points. Chelsea are playing this evening. They've got um, 23 games, 39 points. So um, Liverpool potentially finished this evening uh, as low as sixth. Uh, Everton have got a couple of games in hand, and they're on uh, 37 points. Villa got a couple of games in hand, they're on 36 points. So it's very, very tight um below Manchester City. Um, what are you looking to see from the team um, over the next few weeks to kind of steady that shit? Because um, we, we did say last week with Pogba out and the replacements coming in, uh, we're going to lose the little control that we did have over football games. So, um, Akko, what are you looking to see from the team over the next few weeks to kind of steady the ship and, and get back on track, as it were? We, we have to start winning, simple as that. Um, like we said, we're... Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Can you hear me? Go on. Yeah, I can hear you. Go on. Yeah, we're into a top four battle now, so we've got to solidify our top four berth and make sure we don't cock this year up and fall out of the top four because that will be an almighty capitulation. For me, we just have to get wins on the board. What makes it trickier is that we've got Newcastle next and then we've got Chelsea. Now, for me, that Chelsea game is big because if you win that, we open up a gap for me for the rest. West Ham, no offence to them, I think they're going to drop off. Um, I think Leicester won't be able to maintain this run of form that they're on at the minute. For me, Chelsea is the big threat because they've got a new manager, they've got the quality. They win their game today, they're four points behind us. If they beat us, they're one point behind us, the way it's going to work out. So that's a big game. After that, we've got City. So we've just got to try it. For me, the next three games, I want seven points to solidify top four and then push on in the cup competitions and see if we can get a top four space. 
um, and a cup competition. End of day, you need that perspective. I know it's disappointing that we've dropped out of the title race and we're not going to win it, looks like it. But start of the year, if we came top three and won a cup, that was that was seen as clear progression, and that's still on the on the table. And we need to make sure we're we're ruthless and, and we we get over the line. Like Timmy made a lot of good points, but I mean, just to play devil's advocate, Arsenal last year beat Man City in a semi final. They beat Chelsea in a final. They tactically outworked both teams, and they were clinical. There's no reason why we can't do that. We're a much better team than Arsenal. Um, it's not like what Arteta did was rocket science. He set up the team well. For me, it's it's. You've got the four semis, and then you've also got Leipzig was like a cup final, and we got literally outplayed for off the park first half, and now this title race. So it's it's much deeper than the semi-finals. It's any time there's severe pressure on the team, they buckle. Um, for me, it is a personnel issue to an extent. I do think some of these players are just not at the level to get over the line. We need to add quality in key positions, and we need to make sure we get the right personnel in terms of mentality, and that's proven winners and people that can get over the line. For me, this team is three positions away from being you know, genuine, genuine title winners or title contenders. And that, for me, is a, set, a solid centre-back, a defensive midfielder, and a right winger. For me, these are three problem areas, and we keep putting the same individuals in the deep end, and they keep drowning, so we need to get over the line. For me, we need to solidify top four, win a cup. That has to be the minimum for for me now this year, the way the season has gone and the way the other teams are. Top yeah, four. You make some good picks there. Go on, you just said top four. <laughs> I said top four. You just said top four. Me, I said top four. Like I said, the aim has to be top four and win a cup. You want to do that with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Like, that's what I'm saying. If Man United, if that's what we're doing now, I hope it's not. But Michael, that was progressive last year. If, 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 if that's what Man United want to do, if that's what the, if that's the ceiling now, then let's get Arsene Wenger in. Because at least he will play good football, he will at least play attractive football, and he can coach. I knew well, I was wondering why you jumped in. Yeah, I literally, you literally pivoted the conversation to find a way to add Arsene Wenger into the discussion. He, 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 I need to discuss Arsene Wenger. But if, if if that's what we're doing now, I don't know. The Man United I know going for league titles, but clearly, clearly that's not the that's that's not the level we're at. Clearly, I, I don't know why. I'm gonna say, look, with Ole, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I can't say that he's a ten out of ten manager, but what I can say is that since he's taken over. There's been continuous improvement. And to be honest, like, granted the signings we made this season, we got Diallo, Palestri, who's on loan somewhere, and um, what's his face? Tellez, who doesn't even start in the side, and a 33, 34-year-old Cavani. At the start of the season, with those signings, everyone thought we were going to be finishing um, outside the top four. So for us to be in and around the top um, in January, what's the, February. What's the continued But last last year, year on year, we're up on on our points tally. Yeah, we're playing we're playing better football as well. So I'm not saying better football. I'm not saying. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. I'm not saying we are the best team in the league. I'm not even saying we are good side, but what I'm saying is there's continuous improvement. And sometimes also I think in football, like as fans, 
we've got to like take it easy a bit. Like this year, we we didn't have a preseason and we're playing games like twice a week. So for Oli to install like this tactical magic and this wow. pressing that no one in the league is doing, because other than City, how many good teams are there in this league? Like no one else is playing good football. Nobody is pressing at all, and nobody looks that organized. So I think yeah, we, don't, we, we need don't to think do... we necessarily need to. I don't think we necessarily need to press week in week out. My thing is always going to come down to this. Like mm. I need to see a process of what we're trying to do on the pitch every single game. But but Mariah, our team's got balanced though. Our, 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 our point our points of our points have gone up. Uh, bear in mind, we had quite a few injuries last year as well. So our, our best players have stayed fitter for longer this season. So that's definitely contributed to win. But some games we haven't played well at all and we've picked up points. And uh, I think of all the games so far that we've dropped points in, only the Everton game would I turn around and say, you know what, I think we deserve to win that game. Um, but I, I really don't see the progress on the Oli, if I'm being honest with you. I don't I don't see the progress. Like, yet we have poor individuals granted. We have poor individuals granted. But we see managers doing things with average players. Like My thing is, you're able to tell when you've kind of reached the limit with the players that you have and you now need to get better players in to do the roles these players are struggling to execute. I don't know what he wants from Fred. I don't know what he's trying to get McTominay to do out there. He relies, he rides Rashford and plays him 90 minutes every single game, every single week, because Rashford is a player who goes out there and just makes shit happen. He just goes out there and makes shit happen. So it's like, you know what? Rashford has to play every week. Bruno has to play every game because Bruno's going to grab your goal. He's going to put up a goal and assist. He's going to do something in the game, regardless of what's going on within the game. Um, I'm looking at Oli. I have to look at Oli. I have to look at Oli to the point where I say, okay, now I see exactly what he's trying to do with this team. I can see exactly where he's trying to take this team. And now he can't take them any further. Yeah, just keep giving him loads of good players and the results will improve. But you can say that about loads of managers. Yeah, I hear you, but fam, Oli got given this this thing on the technicality, in it. Like we all know that he got given it on the technicality, and mm-hmm. it's gonna take a lot longer for someone like him. Like you don't you don't go from Molder to Man United. It doesn't happen. It's like going from flipping Grasshopper Zurich to Real Madrid. Do you know what I mean? Like these things don't happen. It's a one in a million. Like, and it has happened, and we have to understand that it's going to take him a lot longer than it will take another manager to implement everything that he needs to implement, and it's going to take him a lot longer to learn. How old is Oli? He is even fifty yet as well. I'm not even sure that he's fifty yet. Like, he, so he's also a very young manager. Like, he's got a long way to yeah, go. Yeah, forty-seven. Man. You know what I mean? He's got a long, long. So, way do you, to so go. okay, so I got a question. So. Um, do you have faith in him being the pe- the, the manager for us long term? Um, listen, from where we were when he took over in 2019 to where we are now, like whether you, whether you see it or not, I think that we've come on come on heaps and bounds, man. I think like if you'd have told me two years ago that I'd be screaming 21 in 21, I'd have laughed in your face. He's he's brought I, in. I, I did laugh in your face when you said it. Oh boy, a lot of people jumped on the wave. Like they're gonna act like they didn't. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, that no, was there as well. They're on this. They're on this. Oh, it was Timmy and Seb. It was Timmy and Seb. Like, bro, you lot were feeling. Yeah, fine. Was in there as well. You lot woke up feeling fine. 
I never believed it. Michael was just there. Michael was Bro, these guys, listen. Bro, we record every we record every mugger and we'll go back. You've never seen me say 21. Remember one pod, remember one pod, Mariah, yeah? And he was like, when when did you get 21? And yeah. then you had to pull yeah. up on it. You yeah. remember uh, that, yeah? Yeah, word has always been if. We no, 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 no. I said, you said when, you said when, then when Mariah pulled you up, you was like, if, if, if. We'll find it, bro. Listen, the receipts are there, guys. You get me? Yeah, yeah. The progression is clear, though, for me. I, I, I agree with you, though. Clear progression. Okay, this is my question for you guys. When you say that, because I've explained to you what I see as progression, so for me it's an improvement in process, which then leads to results, which then leads to something sustainable that I can see growing year on year. What is the progress that you see in the team from now in comparison? And I'm thinking from my, my, my understanding, my, my process yeah. understanding. Oh, so improvement in league position, improvement in points, improvement in football, improvement in personnel, improvement in no, bro, improvement in personnel. We were riding with men like Fellaini, Herrera. Um, no, 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 the improvement, the improvement in personnel thing. That's that's not what I'm I'm, I'm doing my thing. Oh, 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 you said okay. improvement. You said improvement in football. Like, I don't see that. Oh no, definitely more an improvement in football. Definitely an improvement in football. Like we scored more go- we scored more goals last season. We were at- anyway. I don't want to talk defensively because I'll be flipping, fingering myself. But um, bro, we just we we are just better. We're a lot more well equipped to take on bigger teams now than we were then. We're a lot more well equipped to to mount some sort of challenge now than we were then. We are getting a lot deeper in competitions now than we were then, and we are seeing a lot more favourable results against top teams now than we were then. Are we? I think last season we were, but if you look at our results against the top teams this season... Bro, we said since Oli, right? We said since Oli. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so... But then last season counts as a... uh, that, That counts. Like we, you can't. Yeah, but then what about this season, though? What about the, but what about this season? This season is this season is regressed. This season, this season, this season is regressed. understatement. Oh, what we're saying is from when Ollie took over till now, have mm. we improved in these facets of the game? And we have. We've got a better record against the top six now since Ollie took over than we did before he took over. And you can you can add um, Van Gaal and you can add. Um, Marino's uh, Marino's ten, um, tenure. We've got we've got mm-hmm. better we've got better records and we look a better team. Like I think now better players. But I don't, see, but I don't come see it. So if so, so, so listen. So if our defense can't defend, our midfield can't protect the defense or consistently create chances, and our attack isn't potent. Like we scored fifteen goals in two games, and you take away those two games, and we have thirty-five goals in twenty-two games. Um, we've got the majority of our attackers are struggling. That's only attacker who's able to do anything. We ag- we agree it's not because of the position the manager puts him in. It's because of his own improvement and his own endeavour game in, game out. There's no area of the pitch which we're competent in. We're, there's no area of the pitch. If we're so heavily influenced by oh. how our individuals play on a week-by-week mm. basis. No style of play. Which, which, areas, which area of the pitch were we competent, competent in before 
Well, that's my thing. I said we've, but I didn't say. I said I didn't say we've got worse. I said I think we've made no progress. That's yeah, how we. we are, that's how we were when we. That's how we were when we came in. We are more competent in these positions now than we were then. We've got a lot more options, bro. We've got so we've got are more we, options. Bro, if Oli's not playing the best team, that's on him. We are better in midfield now than we were then. There's no argument about that. He's right. We are better defensively. We are better in defence now than we, we don't were then. Do, we did, but how? We, don't, we, did do, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything then, and we don't he do anything now. When we brought in Wambasaka, we're talking defensively. There you go. Luke Shaw's good, and we no, brought in Wambasaka. No. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not best defensively. Bro, we, still, we, are, we still bro. are looking liable to concede the goal. Okay. Every, we're looking liable to concede the goal. Every single game. Bro, in 2017-18... Southampton should In 2017-18, how many goals did we even concede in that season? 2017-18, that was um, Marino... In fact, can can someone pull up how many goals we conceded when Mourinho got sacked? As in, in that season? But well, if you can't do that, just get me 2017. We were terribly defensively under Mourinho. What? 17, 18. Bruv, that's, this is what I'm saying. We were, we Mr. were pretty... Mr. 1-0 is the same as 6-4. Nah, we were, we were very poor. Yeah, we've, We've improved. There's still okay, a lot what, to what, do, though. So wait, hold on. What are, we, hold on. what are we defensively now? Hold on. 2017-18. What are we defensively now? We've conceded 31 goals so far this season. But 2017-18, we finished second, 19 points behind City, we conceded 28 goals. No, Ooh, but, no, but then, Michael, you've got to, you've got to account for, for the difference in um, David De Gea's form. How many goals did Arsenal concede in Vengas last season? Let's check. Let's check. <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> He's about to drop off the they, stream, bro. They wanted him out. They wanted him out. Pitch for um, that, that last season. Yes, we are definitely getting. I definitely think we're getting better. Well, the numbers show we're getting better results. But my thing is. Going from like a three out of ten defensively to like a four out of or five out of ten defensively, to me that's not a tangible improvement. When I'm every time I watch the games, I'm not sure, sure we can keep a clean sheet. You know what? And With no, our defense, regardless, though, regardless of who we play, I'm not sure we can keep a clean sheet. Our midfield doesn't function. It doesn't protect the defence. It doesn't create enough chances for our attackers. And then our attack doesn't function. We don't put our strikers, our attackers in the best positions for them to be... Like, they're talented players. Say whatever you want to say about all of them. They're all talented players and they can excel. I don't see any of that. I don't see any of that. I see Bruno Fernandes won the goals. I see Pogba won the goals. I see Rashford won the goals. I see penalties. I see... Like, I don't see anything that tells me that this is a team that is progressing on the pitch, apart from people going, oh, we've scored more goals and we're getting better results. No, but... I and think, that's the thing I for me. That, for me, judge. is the fact... That for me, yeah, is when you want to talk. For me, it's like a sorry, just to finish. Like when you want to make that's like your um point 
But where's your evidence and explanation that justifies that? I don't, I don't see that on the pitch. That's a T-E-E, But the thing is, yeah, I think, I think defensively we have got better. I think the, the weakness, and, and this is why I think it's hard to really fully evaluate Ole, is that we have two clear, glaring gates in our team in that we don't have a defensive midfielder, we don't have a right winger, and to be honest, we barely have competent centre-backs. So I feel like when those issues are addressed, then you can properly say, OK, Ole hasn't got a clue going forward or defensively, he's not doing the job. But anything we've done defensively to our detriment this season, you can't lay it on Ole, to be honest. They've all been individual, clear individual okay, errors. OK, so if we don't... So, if we don't, so, so, so. Mm-hmm. OK, so if we don't have any control in midfield, yeah... And we know this team is liable in transition, yeah? How is the fact that we get into more situations that expose the weaknesses of our centre-backs not something we should hold the manager accountable for? But, but like, then Maguire he's, and he's Lindelof, like, most offences are OK when things are... When, when, when things... Go on. When what? Go on, CV. You said most offences yeah, are OK on. when what? Oh, no, what I was going to say is that you, you've seen yeah, when he's seen that... Which one is it? Am I talking, you talking, you talking? No, no, let me talk now. Let me, let me talk now. You've seen, when you've seen the defensive weaknesses, against um, Spurs, we got battered 6-1, and he went and addressed it straight away. He put McFred and Tomine in, and we weren't conceding as much. Since then, the every, the time that's, where we've conceded cap. goals... No, cap. since then, the time we've conceded goals, they're errors. The majority of them are errors. They're not, not like, that. due to our defensive not. shape. We've conceded 31. Yeah, but what? what, 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 what Mariah, Mariah, 31 in 24. After you changed it from McFred after the first three games of the season, that's 11 goals you need to chalk off. That's, we've then conceded 20 in 21 games. Okay, it's not ideal, but it's not bad. 20 in 21 isn't a, a bad but, way to concede. Oh, 21 in 21 is good. Sorry, say that again? Conceding a goal in a game is not good. It's not good, that's man. <laughs> And my thing is that he's brought them in, but we don't seem so... <laughs> Shut up, Ellis. Uh, uh, the, my thing is, we don't seem solid defensively. Like, we brought them in. They don't really protect the back line. That's my issue. Okay, okay. Like, Mariah, know, let me we know, flip we know, it. We know, we, know, we know what Lindelof and Maguire's weaknesses are. The point I was making earlier is that when a defence is well-structured, it takes a lot for them to be um, conceded against. It takes high-level high play. Um, so, we know that our guys are not good when they're, we're outside of a low block. So our our goal should be to maintain structure as much as we can. In very rare situations, should we be? We're constantly getting exposed, game in, game out. So if you're just telling me that, oh, if we stick in Virgil Van Dijk and we stick in uh, Varane, we'll be okay defensively. Well, fucking no, no fucking. No fucking surprise. Like, obviously, we would be um, better defensively if you stick stuck into world class defenders. But my thing is. Until then, because you're not you're not going to pick up a Van Dijk, you're not going to pick up a Varane everywhere and anywhere. What is the manager doing to put his team in a position where they're not okay. getting into those they're not getting into those issues as much as they can? What he did last season, and which he hasn't done much, is brought on Matic, and Matic offered a level of protection and stability. Probably ended up relying too much on Matic, so he fell off towards the end of the season. But he puts two bodies there in terms of Fred and McTominay to protect the back four. Does anybody on the, on here genuinely think they do a good job? protecting the back four and limiting but, the amount of chances that the opposition has at getting at our defenders. But Mariah, my question, to you, my question to you is, 
what manager is going to do a better job with those six or seven defensive players? Wow. Loads, man. Loads. No, no. Wow. Okay, name me, name me one. Michael, wow. you're, you're, you're going on as if Wenger would do a better job with those players. Those players are making errors. Yeah, 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 I, I, I think Wenger... No, don't say Wenger. Good. Don't say Wenger. Come on. Be serious. Be serious. I think Wenger will have us playing an attacking system where we will just outscore the other you've, team. You've actually forgotten what Wenger became. Did you watch yeah, the last few years of Arsenal? Yeah, not the last few years They were on his neck. But I'm saying he can improve players. He'll get, he'll get Rashford playing to his potential. We were talking about that earlier. He'll get Greenwood playing to his potential. He'll probably revive Martial. Get us playing a system. We ain't got a system. We've been talking about system. Ain't, we ain't got a system. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's better than what Oli Godashosha is doing. And he'll get us... He'll get Bro, us I'll, I'll be system. honest with you. I'm not sure he's... I'm not sure. I'm not sure he'd be better than Oli. I'll be honest. Wow. Wow. Now, I'll rather I'll take Wenger in 71. I'll be honest with you. They could no, they bring, could, bring back Wenger. Arsenal couldn't defend. And they, yeah, yeah, they couldn't defend. We can't defend either. Okay, if you want to top four. Listen, listen. Only, if you want to top four. Because oh, that's what we're saying now. We're, we're reducing the standards to top four and cup runs. That's uh, that's ours, Arsenal in this game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but in his so, last two seasons, he didn't do it either. No, he did, just agreed. I don't know. Wenger, Wenger, what's Oli done? What's Oli what's what's done? What's you remember? No, he just said, the you're film. arguing Wenger. No, Wenger that's his game. Look, look, his, whole look, his, whole look his whole career. Look his whole career. Look his whole career. Look his whole career. You're having a howl life. This is a serious agenda. Yeah, you're killing me, brother. Let's get Josie back in. Look at his whole career. No, but he already had his time, innit? Really, there's no point going back. So did Wenger. No, no, at Man United. At Man United. At Man United. Honestly, this would have been a bad agenda. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what's mad? I'll take Salix. I'll take Salix right now. You know what? You know what's mad? Yeah. This is what football does. Like Michael's the smartest person in Muga. Full stop. Yeah. This is the rubbish that football has him smart. Football has him spouting, bring back Arsene Wenger. Arsenal, yeah, those last, those last few seasons, yeah, they, those last few seasons, they were um, freestyling their attack, which is what we do, which I'm not a fan of, and they couldn't defend. So we're just swapping out one for one. Wenger talks a really good game, and he's obviously a student of the game, but it's past, it's past him, it's past um, him by now. I could um, definitely watch Wenger was, on BN Sports this weekend, and thought, yeah, he needs, he nah, needs to be. Nah, bring. I'll remember Wenger and Oli. That's all I'm saying. Wenger's not the absolute truth, yeah. but what I'm, I'm saying, he's better than Oli. If that's if top four and cup runs are what we want, then bring back Wenger over Oli. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm well, I'm well, I'm well aware, I'm well aware that I probably went off the went off there. On one. Um, so, to bring some balance back, obviously, Timmy and Aka, you're both of the opinion, and Stevie as well, you're all three of you of the opinion that Oli has has um, brought this team uh, forward since he's come in. Um, I don't know where you guys stand on him being the guy to take us back to where we want to be. But, yeah, between the three of you, I'm happy to open up the floor for you guys having the, your, your last say on Oli and, and why he probably needs to... He's earned a bit more time. I think the... Oh, no, no, one at a time. Yeah, go on. Aka, then Timmy, then Stevie. Okay. For me, the key thing is we 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 keep forgetting we had an awful summer transfer window this, like, this last summer. 
So we didn't get any of our first choice targets. We didn't really get any first team players. We got squad players. Yes, Cavani's become a first team player because Martial's been absolute stinking the joint out. If he wasn't stinking the joint out, Cavani would be on the bench. So we have to bear in mind he got Champions League last year and he didn't really get back for me. I don't, I don't, I don't call that backing. Mm. That was just as bad as Marina's last window. So I would like to see him get one final window. And I do think two, three really good players will transform this team onto the next level. And that's a centre-back, a centre-mid and a right-winger, like I said. Sancho brings a bit of balance to the, to the attacking lineup. If you've got Sancho on one wing and Rashford on the other wing, you can play you know, a style of football and you've got a threat from both wings. A defensive midfielder makes sure that we don't have to play two there and we can have an extra body in the middle. A centre-back can, you know, in the clutch moments when we need to defend and we need to keep our nerve, we don't have the, the, the personnel to do that at the back at the minute. You get a good centre-back in. Yeah, I know it's easy to say, oh, you can get a Van Dijk or a Diaz or a Varane in, but that's Man United. We've always had the best players. We've, always, we've got the money to get the best players. So why shouldn't we be getting one of the better centre-backs in the world? For me, Ramos is available in the summer. You guys will probably laugh at it, but he's a winner. He's clutch. He's available on a free. Like, I'd, I'd take him. Just I'll, You have to take him for that for that that criteria right there. You can't turn your nose up at Ramos. He's as clutch as you get. He's probably the most clutch centre-back of our lifetimes, and we're just going to just turn a blind eye I'm to him. So for me, he's, he's going to get top four again, hopefully. Touch wood. <laughs> um, and if he wins a trophy, that's progression for me. That was the aim at the start of the season. And we're going to be on course for 75 to 80 points, which is what I wanted at the start of the year. So I can't say we can you know, get rid of him. And he hasn't failed yet. He's not, he continues to meet his remit, so he should see his contract out. Uh, how about you, Simi? Um yeah, I somewhat agree with Akka, to be honest with you. Uh, not too much more to really put to say, but for me, um, if a better manager becomes available, then you know you know my thing. But Poch is gone now, and I don't think there's anyone that's particularly a better fit for the job than him at the moment. So I'll ride with him until there's someone better about, to be honest. Cool. And Stevie. Yeah, nothing to add from what those two said. Right, cool. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions. Uh, quite a lot uh, this week, um, so bear with me. I'll I'll start at the top, and we'll just whiz through these. Uh, so the first question comes from Haradams One. Uh, I'll direct this one at you, Akka. Um, does McTominay have a place in the title winning eleven? Yeah, for me, he does. For me, McTominay's going to be starting for the next two, three, four years. You know what it is? McTominay's like Mason Mount. I'll give you an example. People thought Lampard was picking Mount and, you know, he's getting preferential treatment from Southgate, from Lampard. What Tuchel's come in and he's playing Mount the same. It doesn't matter who comes in. McTominay will get a lot of games for United over the next five years. He's going to be a focal point of the team going forward. He's improving year on year. That's the fact. The, the performances back that up. He is a much more polished player than he was under Mourinho, and he's only going to get better. He's playing a position which you don't... How many 23-year-olds do you see bossing that position? Uh, I'm not saying that he's bossing it by any stretch of the imagination, but he's improving, and he's going to keep improving. Judge McTominay at 28. We'll, we'll come back to five years. <laughs> I need to judge him now. He's <laughs> playing now. We need to judge him at 28. You know, with, 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 with McTominay, yeah. With McTominay, okay, I just... Oh, my God. That I is just, <laughs> what we've ever sprouted on, on here. <laughs> um, 
I can't believe you kept a straight face and said that. Let me me just back McTominay a bit, yeah. I I think that question's a bit loaded because it's like, does McTominay have a place in in an 11 if United are are going for the title? Like, you don't win titles on 11 players. Like, you have a squad. Yeah, no, you have a squad, though, and I think McTominay... He said main 11. That means you're starting 35 games a season, bro. No, nah, McTominay doesn't he's, need he's, he's a key player. player. You, right. He can be he can That's be a key player without being a starting player. player. That's my opinion anyway. <laughs> you can Get be out. a key player without being a starting player. You can, but he can't. But bro, I can't. That that was a bunch of rubbish. Alright, Timmy, listen, listen, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just compared McTominay to Mason Mount. Mason Mount can actually play football for one. For two, McTom goes to really good football. duty and he can't get in Scotland's midfield free. But he can start in a title winning Man United team. What are you talking about? Alright, let, let, let me ask a question. Is Pogba gonna stay? Or is he, if Pogba stays, maybe not then. But for me, Pogba Bro, not, if Pogba doesn't stay relevant. Because if Pogba doesn't stay and Tom starts for Man United, 35 out of 38 games in a season, we will never win the league. Yeah, that's, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Point, point blank, period. I can't believe you said he's 23. Didn't Roy Keane come to Man United at 23? What are we talking about? Oh, what are we Ronaldo's talking about? Ronaldo's at the top of the world at 23. Jeez, what are we talking about? Centre mid. Centre mid is a hard position to play for. You don't Roy Keane! Roy Keane! Roy Keane! They've unleashed the dogs on Akka for Roy Keane! He was at 23! I'm becoming 23 now, so judging from now, like I'm saying, bro, you'll, you'll see Roy next Keane under his belt. What are you talking about? Man, you'll see anyway, next five anyway. Roy Keane got a move to United at 23, the best club in England at 23, because he was that damn good. In centre mid, you know. What, 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 what do you mean? Like, man yeah. knew what Roy Keane was about when he was 23 years old. Jeez, man tried to hide from 23 years old. But Tom isn't going anyway. He's going to be saying, he's going to be Okay, I, I I respect that Akka. That's a nice thing. They've fed Akka to the dogs so today, so boy. The point I'm making is we're going to buy a defensive midfielder in the summer, hopefully. So who's going to go out? Fred. McTominay's going to stay in the first team. He should be a squad player. I'm not saying that. He'll be a squad player. But to say he's a squad that's fine. If that's the case, we won't win the league then. We won't win the league then. Stranger things have happened, Jimmy. Stranger things have happened. Okay, that's cool. Really that one, that, that question has divided opinion. That question has divided opinion. Nice one, boys. Um, next question is from C. Givens 2307. Our biggest problem on the team is our two centre-backs. They cause Fred and Scott both to have to play. <laughs> what needs to happen to get rid of those two on our back line because they are not Manchester United quality um, I'll, <laughs> I'll direct that question to uh, Michael. Boy, real obviously, it's, it's one on one hand, it's what I want to happen. It's on, on the other hand, what will likely happen? Obviously, I'll get rid of both. I get rid of both. Harry Maguire. Like at times, he can play all right, but this last few weeks has shown he was brought. To clear the ball. Obviously, he's game at Leicester, heading the ball out, clearing these lines, doing that stuff. He struggles with that. He's being manhandled 
by Diang. How are you letting one striker manhandle two central defenders? So for me, Maguire's got to go. And if you try to sell him in the summer, I doubt you'll get 30 million for him. Scary. Lindelof, obviously, he's been all right, but is he a player to take you to the title? That's what I've been saying. What is our ambition? If it's top four, keep them two. If you want to win a title, get rid of them two. And obviously, we had the market for centre-backs is is scary. Obviously, they talk about the Sevilla centre-back. I can't remember his name now. Uh, the French, the young French guy. So, yeah. So, what? Go out, go out and look for him. But you need to get rid of them too. I, I don't, in terms of centre-backs and centre-mids, they need to, Man United need to start again. If they're serious, they need to start again. Um, because they're, them two, they're not good enough. They're not, not going to win anything. They're not going to win anything for Man United. It's got to be top okay, four. Cool. Michael, uh, got a question for... Yeah, yeah, hit me, Akka, hit me, hit me. Oh, the band, you mentioned that little quartet of the band. Yeah, that quartet, yeah. Yeah, who's going to survive the longest and who's going to have the, the, oh, who's gonna the most trophies? The I don't know about trophies, but Matt Tom, Matt Tom should be the only one out of that quartet, that Thank band you. that we're disbanded. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, but he's a squad player. I never said he wasn't a squad player. He's not a starter. He's not starting for many that. That's the goddamn truth. Akka, 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 I could hit a win by any means, man. I've got no, a question you, from Niado98. Why don't some people want Allegri to replace Oli in the summer? Should Calvert-Lewin be considered for the striker position in the summer? Should we use Greenwood as a nine for the rest of the season? So that's three questions there. Uh, the first question I'll go to, Timmy. Uh, why don't some people want Allegri to replace Oli in the summer? What are your thoughts on potentially replacing uh, Oli with a proven winner in Allegri? Um... I just don't think he's a he's the right fit for the club, man. That's pretty much it. He doesn't play the way that the fans would want to play football. Um, he is a winner, which is probably what we need. But um, Jose was a winner as well, and um, or Jose is a winner as well, and he couldn't do anything with us. Um, the thing with Allegri mainly is the fact that he just doesn't play good football. Like his football is boring, it's tedious, and we've been through it with Louis Van Gaal. We've been through it with um, Jose Mourinho for um, for large spurts of his tenure as well. And I just don't really want to go through it again, bro. If we're not going to win the league, give me a little bit of excitement. At least Oli's giving me some excitement, bro. Oli had me shouting 21 in 21, bro. Because we was winning games, and we were scoring goals, and the football, albeit not coached by him, the football at times was good and very tolerable. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think we'd get that with Allegri, so I don't want Allegri. Okay, cool. Thank you, Timmy. Um, should Calvert Lewin be considered for the striker position in the summer? I'll ask you that, Stevie. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's not even. No. No. Why not? What is a starting striker for United? Nah, he's not got a body of work to prove bro, to me that he's can... been running around up there for two seasons, bro. Yeah, but but Marshall, but Marshall hasn't proven himself capable of that of that spot. You see, with Calvert Lewin, yeah, he's he's for me, he's not a bad striker, but he's Everton level, and to me, that's what I've seen from him this season. He's one of those strikers. He's he's he went through a purple patch early on in the season, then his form dipped a bit, um, and now I think he's he scored a couple again, but. From the United number nine, I just need uh, like almost bordering on world-class striker. That's what we need. We need someone who's going to be better than Martial. And for me, Calvert-Lewin, 
um, hasn't proven to me that he can take a club to the next level. So I think he's at the right level. He's a good player, but not a United number nine. Nah. He's, he he's well short. He, he, no, he could definitely get... Um, he could definitely um, move to um, a bigger club sooner oh, rather than... How old is he? I think he's 23. I think, you know, in this day and age, yeah, going back to my point, we're too quick to write players off. Like Players improve in their 20s. They, they they go up levels, so I can't see why DCL couldn't come to United and in the next two three years become a you know a really really top class right. He's got I all the tools. With um Calvert Lewin is like his lim- like he's got a few limitations as a player. Like I think his his um strong points are the fact that he's super athletic and um he's um great in the air, but when we talk about getting the ball down and actually playing which you do also want from your striker. I know, like, right now we're starving when it comes to goals from Martial and um, sometimes Cavani. So link-up play isn't as important to us at the moment because we need goals. But there are going to be times when we do need a striker that can link play and bring um, bring our midfield into the game or play it, lay, play it out to the wide forwards and they can, you know, work their magic. And at the moment... One thing about Calvert-Lewin is I say that he doesn't have that. But as for an in-box striker, uh, there's not many better than him in the league right now. There's not many that are going to get on the end of things. There are not many that are as athletic as he is. His movement is is top top quality. He's um his head and ability is also top quality. And um yeah, I think maybe we'd have to um we'd have to change the way we play a little bit too much to accommodate him. Because, like I said, he's not really a football-playing um, forward. That's not to say that he can't do it or he can't improve. I guess that's just the way that, you know, Big Dunk had him playing and now Ancelotti has him playing. But, you know, man, I think I'd take a chance on Calvert-Lewitt, man. He's he's young and um, I like what I've seen from him so far. Cool. And the final question is, should we use Greenwood number nine for the rest of the season? I'll give that to you, Akka. Uh, no, nah, for me, I think he's still a bit. He's out. He's up. He's not his usual stuff. So he's playing better, but I think his finishing is a bit off at the minute. Not to say he won't come, but I just like him on the right. I think he brings the most balance to the right. Um, for me, if we get him number nine, where in essence, sort of Martial and Cavani are redundant. Then for me, well, Martial already is. Then Cavani is even more redundant. Um, I'd keep Greenwood. On. It's important he learns the game for me, and physically he's still growing. He's still he's a growing lad. And he needs to learn the game more for me still. So I wouldn't... Definitely number nine down the line. But for the next one or two, maybe three years, I think he just needs to learn this trade wherever he can get minutes. And right now, it seems right wing is the you know the position. Maybe if we go out and get a Sancho or a right winger, then we can try him down the line. You know That would be quite a good front three then. Rashford, Sancho, Greenwood. It's interchangeable. They can move around. But for right now, I'd keep him on the right. Okay. Cool. Um, anybody else? Anyone would give? Would anyone give Mason a run up top? Yeah. Might as well now because if we're not winning the league this season, then we better give it a a, a, a very very good go next season. And so we need to get Greenwood ready for that running. So yeah, I'd start playing him up front from now. Um, Martial ain't doing anything for us, and Cavani. While he's doing well, um, 
too many times in games, he just, like, if he's not doing anything in the game, he's actually not doing anything in the game. Like, he won't do a damn thing for 90 minutes. So he might as well start training Greenwood, get him ready. And um, once he's there, and once he's and once he's there, like, I've got no doubts. Remember what I said? I said 18 months. 18 months. Mm. Cavani kills me, man. Yeah. Cavani really just be running around, man. Doing like, nothing. We've got too many players that we were just literally running around for 90 minutes. That's literally having no impact on the game. Just clocking up, um, clocking up um, kilometres on their Fitbit, man. Um, cool. So I've got another question from Fanny Gawo. Uh, should Oli stay if we get the top four? Even if half the fan base accepted he's not the right manager to win the league for the club. And I think we've touched on this uh, on the pod, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, got a question from Theo underscore Olo 2. I'm sure like everyone, we're tired of this go enjoy it, lads vibe that Oli gives off. What manager would you want to take us to the next level? I won't ask you, Michael. Um, that's open to everybody apart from Michael, basically. Uh, what manager do you feel could take us to the next level? <laughs> I think it's a tough one. Like People say Nagelsmann, people say um, Marco Rose, like the new-gen um, Bundesliga managers, but in all honesty, I haven't watched enough of them for me to put my neck on the line and say that these managers will take us to the next level. I think what they are, though, is they're different from um, that Ole um, school of football, which I guess is slightly more down the Mourinho line, where he's more about, um, I guess, man management than he is he is tactics. Um, but there was even an article that came out from Nagelsmann today, and I haven't read it fully, but he was talking about too much um, importance is placed on the tactical side of football and and less so on the man management and I think everybody's just got it stuck in their heads that we need um, a tactics guru and I don't know if that's just going to take us to the next level automatically I think we, um, as per the previous question, I think we kind of have to let Ole get some money, proper money in the transfer window, address the deficiencies and then if he's not doing well enough with those deficiencies addressed, then we sack him and, and look for someone else. But I don't think there's a ready-made replacement now that um, Pochettino's gone to PSG. Um, oh. um, no, no other suggestions from the panel? All right. Um, no one, no question one from HK1487. Right. Hmm? No one screaming who, brother? Hassan Hutto. We said no one's going to do Hassan Hutto. He's taken six holes on the truck. I think Mariah was talking about Hold on. Did anyone... Hmm? Yeah, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's got half... <laughs> he's a good coach. He's got half... He's got half his fucking first team. He's got half his first team out. Um, do I think he's a better coach than Oli? Yes. Um... Yeah, he's a better coach than Oli, man. Um, but What's like Oli mentioned, Oli does have Oli has the has. Is Oli? Is Oli? Is there is there a top level coach who's just on a vibes thing? Is there a top level coach who's not 
shown himself to be adaptable tactically. Done, set up for speci- specific oh. matchups, Jesus. take advantage of them. Jesus. Huh? I think he did that. I think he did that in the chat. I think I think he did, I think he did that in the Champions League against um Bayern Munich against Pep's against Pep's Bayern Munich sides. I think he's more by Dan. Zidane is definitely Zidane is chairman of vibes. If you move Zidane away from that Real Madrid team, he would be pissed. Yeah, but you're talking about yeah, but you're talking about two world. But you're talking about two world class teams. Go on, say that again. Look, look, I'll put my neck on the line and tell you Zidane hasn't a clue. Three Champions Leagues. You can't say anything in this world. There's no respect in this world. There's no respect in this world. There's no respect in this world. He's like, he's like Frank Reitgaard, yeah, when Reitgaard won... Reitgaard? Well, right guys won the, the Champions League with Barca. It was just vibes, I'm telling you. Right, God. That's a 72 hour protection, anti <laughs> So, how do you say right, God? How do you say his name? I don't. I don't. Right card, right card, right card. Oh come on, man. Right card. See, uh, yeah, because I've lost respect for him. Um, yeah, I don't think Zidane by any stretch of the imagination like a tactical guru. But I've seen him adapt and change things on a game by game basis to target certain strengths in his team and take advantage of weaknesses in the opposition. Um, just because you said that eloquently, doesn't mean I'm going to believe you. But let me, but let me, but let me finish. If that's fine, that's fine. Um, but I will say this, though, yeah? If the only other manager you can mention, yeah, is a manager who had a team full of world-class footballers, yeah, what what do we have then? So if we want yeah, to be successful point. with Oli, we have to fill him with a team full of world-class players. That was your question, though. You said who's been successful. No, no, yeah, yeah. That was my question, but you don't have given me an answer. Now I'm rebuttaling your answer. So if your only answer no. is Zidane, who you guys said his team was full of world-class players, are you saying that the vibe side, the vibes management only works if your team is clear? Now, I I get you, Mariah, and I take your point. I do think we need someone to give us yeah. a bit more um, a bit more going forward, a bit more of an idea or an ideology. However, I don't think we've regressed under Ole, so I'm still asking him to get next season so that he can get his players in, and, and then we can say, Okay, you're in or you're out. Because there's no one for me who's like, yo, we have to get this manager. That that ship sailed. I think yeah, though, Stevie, just I, I think for me, Nagelsmann is going to be one of the best managers in the world. Is he going to win trophies? Yes. Is he going to play attractive football? Yes. For me, it's just a matter of time before he walks into a big job and wins trophies. Yeah. And it, for me, I'm split because I feel that. If we just watch, we've done it too many times post Fergie. We just watch good managers go into oh, the jobs, yeah. and later on we've been like, "Why? Why did we get him?" For me, Nagelsmann yeah. is the standout candidate, and he is going to win stuff, and he is going to be elite one day. So I mean, I, if Ole went at the end of the year and we got Nagelsmann, I wouldn't cry. Mm. But for me, Ole has—he's not failed as well. For me, he keeps meeting his remit, so it'd be harsh, and he's going to get more time naturally being a club legend. But for me, yeah. Nagelsmann I, is the outstanding I, choice. Question for, you, question for you, Akko, off the back of what you've said. So you said he, he keeps uh, 
meeting his remit. Um, and obviously, he said at the start of the season, if somebody offered you top four and a or top three and a trophy, you'd bite their hand off. But doesn't the context of that remit change within your season, the objective? So if somebody says that you were in the title race and then you've um, now lost it by um, lo- uh, drawing with West Brom, losing to Sheffield United, um, and throwing away a two-goal lead against Everton at home, aren't those aren't those failings that make you question the manager? Because yeah, I agree. For start of the season, start of the season, start of the season, he did have certain targets, but then they evolve. Basically, Timmy should have been able to do this twenty-one, twenty-one thing until like April. Like Oli's got him looking but, mad in the middle of Feb. But if the board are going to change the, um, the the goalpost, then they have to they have to change their investment to match with it. You can't exactly. automatically also, make us title challenges if you're not going to back make, the team. Like like Aka said, we did not yeah, invest not, in any think, players. Yeah, but Mariah, Mariah, who's going to beat us to the title? It's going to be the best manager probably of this century. Most resources. Yeah, he's won 11 games in a row, 16 in all competitions. I agree. I agree. So you have to look at that as well. We're losing to a very, very good team and he's without two of his best players. That's how strong the opposition is. Like, it's not even, it's not even a fair fist fight. It's not. City are a much better team, much better run. Like I said, I we were never going to do... I always said we're never going to do 21-21 because there's two for me... There was at least two better teams, two better managers, two better systems, two better set of players, and two better run clubs. So for me, it was never a fair fist fight for us to win it this year. That that that's true. But is this the hurdle we should have fallen at? Not being able to beat West Brom, not being able to beat Sheffield United, not being able to beat Everton. I don't disagree with the point you've made there. I completely agree. But I don't think where we fall, I don't think where we've fallen off should be ignored. I think it's actually from, quite disgraceful, if I'm being honest with you. For me, from, that, I, I, touched upon, I touched upon that before. There's a I mentality. think it's shocking. Like, West Brom have gone eight games conceded. West Brom have gone eight games conceded a minimum of two goals. We looked like we didn't have a, we looked like we didn't have a clue. Uh, we lost to the, the worst team in the league in Sheffield United. And how we contrived to draw that Everton game, where that was one of the few games for 45 minutes we actually played well. Um, but the Mar- formation that they played played into our hands. Um, but you not just to say, oh, yeah, but they didn't give him the players. And at the start of the season, if you'd offered us top four, we would have bitten it, up, would have bitten it off. That's not taking into context the season that we've actually had, the season that we're in. Like Timmy, like Seb said, they never really had... The 21 and 21 thing didn't necessarily come for them thinking our team was clear. It was like, this is a season unlike any other. If there was an opportunity for us to sneak in the back door and win this title, where we weren't necessarily the best side, it was this. City have but emerged Mariah. to be a great side. Cool. But the context of how the season's played out, I've got to point fingers, man. I think, yeah, I think you're right to point fingers. And I'm not saying Ole is blameless here, but you look at those last three games... Um, so we've just played West Brom. Mm. Error from the back. We played no, Everton. Ball, we played one. Everton. Error from the back again, and then we played Sheffield United. Errors like you, Ole can't keep planning for defensive errors. It's poor from the defensive lineup, and that's nothing to do with coaching. That oh, is just bro, bro. poor, that was, that poor was, defending. I'll go. Our, 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 bro, a lack of ability to create chances against Sheffield United, poor. A lack of ability to create chances against um, West Brom, poor. Our lack of our inability to see out the game, 
poor. There was a poor in-game management. That's poor in-game management from Oli. It's poor management of the game of the team. I don't, yeah, they're going to make errors, but to be honest with you, even when we went 1-0, I was, in my head I was like, this is West Brom, man. We're going to score at least two goals. Like we, we don't have anything to be worried about. Our only goal was a wonder strike from Bruno out of nowhere. I can't... M- M- uh, Maguire hit the post at the end, the keeper saved it, and Maguire moaning about the penalty. What what else did we do in 90 minutes against West against this West Brom side? But that's what I'm saying. He's not blameless, but we have to we have to put some of the blame on the players as well. <laughs> For me, Mariah, Mariah, just to go back to your agreed. But the players got him here. In the, my thing is the players. My players got him here. The players have got him here in the first place mm. by playing but above, Mariah, winning them games and playing above their station. But going back to your original point, yeah, there, go on, how, many, how many clubs sack their manager when they get top four? It's just Chelsea. How many managers do you know that have been sacked when they get top four in the last 20 years? Just Chelsea. Sorry, um, the only one how many teams have been more? How, 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 how many teams have been more successful than Chelsea in the last 10 to 15 years? So These are our standards. We're Manchester United. If that's man. what you want to follow. I'm, it's risky, though, Mariah, because yeah. anytime someone flops, yeah. you get rid. It's successful though. It's worked for them, as, as Mara said. Different Chelsea's yeah. a different football club. Yeah, yeah but Michael, Michael, Michael differently. Michael, I agree with you. It's worked for Chelsea. Why did it work for Chelsea? Look at if Ole had the window Lampard had this last summer, we probably would have won the title. I'll stick my neck on the line and say that if you have a window like they had, the window they had was impressive. They should they they should be way ahead of us right now, <laughs> but they're not. We're different run clubs. We're different. That's yeah, not the United way. We don't go around sacking managers off the back of four or five bad results. I know. I know. I'm, not that's, that's I'm not saying Oli's only had four or five bad results. But my point is, how many managers get sacked, Mariah, Getting top four? It's it's ten. Not even ten percent. Not many. Not many. But for me, it depends on what your what your standards and your expectations yeah, are. Yeah, my thing, harsh, thing is, for me, it's the only reason I call, I, I, I can understand. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's what you see of him. Obviously, you guys see that he can potentially still be the guy. So you want to give him more uh, more time to it's bring exactly more players in, develop as a coach. And he's a club legend. He's a club legend. So he's not going to get sacked off the back again, top form, right? Like I just I just look at it realistically. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, that's what that's why I don't like this club legend bringing guys in like and it's what it is what it's manager because what it's going to be the first time. It's going to be the first time post Fergie. We've got back-to-back top four finishes, and you're talking about him getting sacked. For me, that's but if we if we get it, that is, if we get well, top four, that you is, should do. It, you know what? You know what? If he doesn't get it, he should be sacked. It's that fine. The margins are that fine. If he doesn't get top okay. four, he deserves to be sacked. Yeah, but we got remember we got top we got top four last COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen is the reason we got top four last season. Well, we got um, it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of football to be played because <laughs> I think we're still. Going yeah, we did, but we again we same way we put everything else in context. We put this in context. A, a pandemic shut down football for three months, and and, and that's the reason why we made it yeah. into the champ. That happens once every hundred years, so uh, I don't know. Um, cool. Next question um, from Akin or Yak: How limited is McFred? Can we ever challenge for a title with that midfield? No, we've answered that already. Um, yeah. Got a question from McGrifty. Should United be taking active steps in finding the director of football? Ah, we're back here again, huh? Yes, I don't even want to yeah. get into this one. I'm, I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it depends what model um, they want to play in it. That's it. It depends what model. From Jordan. Mm. 
Got a question from Jordan Dixon4071. What type of career trajectory and achievements would you like to see from Rooney before you would seriously consider him as a position for Man United manager? Or post uh, Oli, United, United this thing is a poison. Avoid... Yeah, I was going to say, it's a poison. United... Let me finish. The question's not even finished. <laughs> <laughs> United... Permanently avoid the ex-player managerial appointments. But it's, I really hate this new pep thing, yeah, where you just give managers a job based on no experience just because they had a good club career. And it's happening, it's happened with Pirlo, um, it's happened with Frank Lampard as well, and then obviously it's happened with Ole at at United, like coach, like managers need to go and earn their stripes. Like do a Gerard where he's gone to a foreign league and gain some experience and make your mistakes in a non-high pressured environment. We cannot be even talking about Rooney coming back to United no. yet. No, no way. If I asked what trajectory he needs to go on. <laughs> no, I. You I he needs. It. He needs. He needs like six, seven years. All right, so ask his question then, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me answering. That's yeah. me answering. He needs trophies. He needs to win stuff. Six, seven, years. Six, six, seven, six, so what's the actual career trajectory? So what would you like him to see him achieve? I'll be honest. Listen, this whole you need years stuff is bogus to me because I'm looking at Steven Gerrard at Rangers and I'm seeing him do things. I'm seeing him do things for that club that they haven't done in flipping almost um, 10 years, bro. Maybe even longer. He's about to win the league. He's about to win the league. He's gone on beating all season. He's playing one of the best. He's playing one of the best brands of football. He's playing one of the best brands of football in football period at the moment. And and as as Rangers boss at lowly Rangers, he's got them competing in um in Europe right now. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's good enough for him to be, become the next Liverpool manager, but that is a great start. If Rooney could do something like that and then build on it with trophies and sustain success, then I don't see why in two or three years he wouldn't be good enough to um, to be our manager. No, you can't. I, I genuinely think it is poor, poor planning and poor management to give a manager like a top four job after three years of management. Like, you need to make mistakes as a footballer and you need to be able to make them. Like, Gerard, for all the great work he's done at Rangers, his first two seasons were learning curves as well. And he's made those mistakes and he's learned from them. And now he's doing very well at Rangers, but it's a very different environment. And he's been allowed to go and make his mistakes. Whereas with Rooney, it would be a similar trajectory to um, Lampard, where he's had a little stint at Derby um, and then... Um, come into come into a massive job. I don't think it works that simply. Like I think the best coaches um, have a lot of experience, and then on the back of that, then they can go to their big club move. I don't think you can earn that from one club. If I'm honest, certainly not a job that big. Yeah, that's fair. That that makes sense to me. Um, I definitely want to see him. Um, succeed with Derby so leave, leave them in a better a clearly better position than where he um got them in so I think they were what relegation candidates when he took over so I think maybe his target is staying up safely um I look for him in two three years 
to maybe put them in the playoffs, um, trying to get back into the Premier League. If he's able to achieve that, then he'd have to, to manage a team at the highest level. And I'd need to see some sustained success. Um, and it's that reaction to getting smashed in the mouth, basically, is what it comes down to. Th- these guys aren't really able to deal with the, the, the struggles. And it tends to be that when things go bad, yeah. these guys aren't able to right the ship again, basically. So it's good while it's good. But once it goes bad, that's it for them. Uh, personally, I hate when it gets clouded and then it kind of muddles your thoughts. Like, you still got Chelsea fans like saying, like, oh, we shouldn't have sat Lampard. He deserved more. And it's like, yeah, what he achieved for your club as a player was great. But this is a totally different, totally different ball game. And in all honesty, Roman kept him much longer than he's kept other managers because of what he did for Chelsea as a player. And I just don't want us to make the same mistake with Oli. Personally, I don't see it with him. So giving him another year, another two years, it's not going to change. Um, my thing is if a manager has, like, it's very rare you're going to find a manager who has the, the human side and the tactical side. So you just need to be, like Fergie was, aware of where your strengths are and supplement it with ple- people who are going to bring uh, in, add value for where your weaknesses are. But you just bring, it's like, it feels like it's an old boys club now at United. Fletcher's there, Carrick's there, um, what's his name, yeah. the old guy. They're, they're all there and it's like, okay, um, what 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 value are you adding? Carrick got the job fresh off playing. Uh, Fletcher has no credentials either. McKenna obviously comes with a high reputation from Spurs, but I'm not seeing anything on the pitch to give me any confidence in these in these guys necessarily. So yeah, give him another window. I guess he has a good taste in players, um, and he seems to be able to get rid of the deadwood really well. So give him another summer, let him bring in some players, give him a bit more investment because the team needs more quality all over the pitch. Um, and if I'm saying he's a top four manager. Um, yeah, that's it. But I wouldn't give him a new contract. I wouldn't give him a new contract at all. Um, you have to earn that one, Governor. Um, cool. Um, we've got Sociedad on Thursday. Were you looking forward to that one, boys? Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. Monday night. Cheer up, man. Cheer, cheer up, boys. Cheer up. Come on. You know what? Football was come easier, on, yeah, on. when you had no expectations. Yeah, when you're when you're when you're sick, when you're fighting to get into top four, it's a different knock to when you're yeah. actually looking at the top of the table. What was that season where uh, we were like fifth or sixth? It was like win fifth, draw fifth, lose fifth, fifth sixth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a simpler yeah, time, was, man. Yeah, like yeah, Chelsea are winning two 0 now, so so they're they're going into the um. They're going into fifth. Liverpool are going down into um, sixth. And they're, they're just uh, four points off us. We've got them coming in the next few weeks. Listen, man, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We've got to turn, yeah, we've got to turn some of these um, big, big if, um, if games. Everyone, if everyone can do that in against City Wednesday or tomorrow, whenever it is, then boy, 21 and 21 is back on. But until then... We have to beat them. We have to beat them, yeah, I mean, that, Everton getting a result would be to stop the bleeding because City win, that's 10 points. Nah, well, they they won't win and then we'll, and then we'll beat them, innit? So it'll be four points by the time. Love the passion. And then if keep, that happens, oh boy, because a lot keep of people... Faith, been keep the faith, up. brother. If that happens, I'll be 21 and 21. They're looking for you. You're a wanted man on the street. You're a wanted man on the street, man. I might even come on Discord for that one. They're looking for you on Twitter. They're looking for you Discord. They're looking for you everywhere, brother. Uh, you and Seb. It's not just you. Seb too. Seb is still actually backing it, funnily yeah. enough. 
Uh, Nowhere to, no to be seen this week. Love him. Um, fine. <laughs> lads, always a pleasure. Um, I'll see you, some of you next week. We'll probably have a couple of Patreon pieces dropping this week, reaction videos um, to the game against Sociedad and whoever we've got on the weekend. It's all a blur now. Um, thanks, man. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might thank you, man. Only chaps in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might thank you, man. Only chaps in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.